Mission Combat, and I'm Mission Science Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. This month, my monthly series is sponsored by Opus. Opus helps you to free your business from the complexity and uncertainties of managing risks associated with your customers, vendors, and third parties. By combining the most innovative third-party risk management and Know Your Customer Compliance SAAS platforms with unparalleled data solutions, Opus turns information into action so that you can so your business can thrive. Learn more about Opus at www.opus.com. This month, I'm going to take a deep dive into third-party risk management. I'm going to consider what you need to do to take a look at third parties, the due diligence you need to engage in, how you should evaluate that due diligence, what contract terms and conditions should be a part of your due diligence going forward, and how you should manage that relationship after the contract is signed. I think you'll find this an extraordinarily interesting and important series because, as all compliance practitioners know, third parties are your highest risk under anti-corruption laws such as the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act or the UK Bribery Act. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. Day one, the third-party risk management process. This month, I will consider the risk management of third parties in an operationalized compliance program. As every compliance practitioner is well aware, third parties still present the highest risk under the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. The Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs devotes an entire prong to third party management. Prong 10 begins with the following questions. Risk-based and integrated processes. How is the company's third party management process corresponded to the nature and level of the enterprise risk identified by the company? How has this process been integrated into the relevant procurement and vendor management processes? This first set of queries clearly, clearly specifies the department expects an integrated approach that is operationalized throughout the company. Throughout this month, we will be exploring how to do this. This means that your compliance program must have a process for the full life cycle of third-party risk management. I identify five steps in the life cycle of third-party management. And today I'm going to give an overview. Number one, business justification and business sponsor. Number two, questionnaire to third party. Number three, due diligence on third party. Number four, compliance terms and conditions, including payment terms. And number five, management and oversight of third parties after contract signing. Over this month, I will be exploring each of these steps in detail. So by the end of this month, you will be able to fully operationalize your third-party risk management program. Step number one, business justification. Business justification breaks down into two parts, the business sponsor and the business justification. The business justification is to document the satisfactoriness of the business case to retain a third party. The business justification should be included in a compliance file review assembled on every third party at the time of initial certification and again if the third party relationship is renewed. The business sponsor should be a business unit representative who prepares this document. It should not be prepared by the compliance function. Step number two, questionnaire. The term questionnaire is mentioned several times in the 2012 FCPA guidance. It is generally recognized 
as one of the tools that a company should complete in its investigation in order to better understand with whom it is doing business. I believe this requirement is not only a key step, but also a mandatory step for any third party which desires to do business with your company. I tell clients that, a third, that if a third party does not want to fill out a questionnaire or will not fill it out completely, you should not walk but run away from doing business with such a party. One thing you should keep in mind is that as likely you will have pushback from your business team in making many of the inquiries listed in a questionnaire. However, my experience is that most proposed agents that have done business with U.S. or U.K. companies have already gone through this process. If not, they will understand that providing this information on timely business, they can differentiate themselves and set themselves apart as attractive to U.S. businesses or third-party relationships, such as a sales agent. Step number three, due diligence. Most compliance practitioners understand the need for a robust due diligence program to investigate third parties, but have struggled with how to create an inventory to define the basis of risk for each third party and therefore perform the requisite due diligence under the FCPA. Getting your arms around due diligence can seem bewildering for the compliance practitioner. Our British compliance cousins, of course, are subject to the UK Bribery Act. In its six principles of an adequate compliance program, the United Kingdom Ministry of Justice stated, the commercial organization applies due diligence procedures, taking a proportionate and risk-based approach in reach in respect of persons who will perform, who perform or will perform services on or for on behalf of an organization in order to mitigate identified bribery risks. The purpose of this principle is to encourage businesses to put in place due diligence procedures that adequately inform the application of the proportionate measures designed to prevent persons associated with the company from bribing on their behalf. The Ministry of Justice recognized that due diligence procedures act as a procedure for anti-bribery risk assessment and as a risk mitigation technique. Step number four, the contract. You must evaluate the information and show that you have used it in your process. If it is incomplete, it must be completed. If there are red flags, which have appeared, these red flags must be cleared in order for you to document how you have managed the risks identified. After you've completed the due diligence and The evaluation of this information shows that you have used it in this process. If the information is incomplete, it must be completed. If there are red flags which have appeared in the due diligence, they must be cleared. And you must demonstrate how you will manage the risks that were identified. In other words, you must document, document, document. If you have read, synthesized, and evaluated the steps, the information garnered in steps one through three. As the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission continually remind us, a compliance program must be a living, evolving system and not simply a check-the-box exercise. Step four, the contract. After you've completed steps one through three and then evaluated and documented your evaluation, you are ready to move to step four, the contract. In the area of compliance terms and conditions, 2012 FCPA guidance intones that additional considerations include payment terms and how those payment terms compare to typical in typical terms in the industry, 
and country, as well as the timing of the third party's introduction to the business. This means that you need to understand what the rate of commission is and whether there will be a reasonable standard, reasonable basis for the services delivered. If the rate is too high, this could be an indicia of corruption, as high commission rates can create a pool of money which is to be used to pay bribes. If a company uses a distributor model in the sales side, then it needs to review the discount rate provided to the distributor. There are other terms and conditions that we will go into more specifically on the, uh, when we detail this step in a subsequent podcast. Step number five, management of the relationship. Often say that after you complete steps one through four in the life cycle management of a third party, the real work begins, and that is found in step five, the management of the relationship. While the work done in steps one through four is absolutely critical, if you do not manage the relationship, it can all go downhill very quickly, and you might find yourself with a potential FCPA or UK Bribery Act violation. There are several different ways that you should manage your post-contract signing relationship. We will explore some of these tools and how you can do that in a subsequent podcast. I continually provide my mantra of FCPA compliance, which of course is document, document, document. Each of the steps you take in the management of your third parties must be documented. Not only must, must they be documented, they must be stored and managed in a manner that allow you to retrieve the information with relative ease. The management of third parties is is absolutely critical in any best practices compliance program or indeed operationalized compliance program. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Well, first of all, that the management of third parties is a full five-step process. As with many things in compliance, it's a process. And you have to have each step of the process. If you cannot do to your satisfaction one of the steps, it puts more pressure on the other steps. So, for instance, if you're in China and cannot do adequate due diligence, it may put more pressure on step five, management of the relationship. But it's a five-step process. Number two, make sure you have the business unit involved and bought into this process. This is where the business justification and the business sponsorship are absolutely absolutely required because they start the process. You will have the business sponsor most probably be your relationship manager after the contract is signed. So it's important for you to have that buy-in when you start. And finally, your due diligence. What level of due diligence will you use? We're going to talk about the three levels of due diligence in a later podcast. And did you specify the correct level to the risk determined through the questionnaire and business justification? This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed me, enjoyed day one of third-party risk management, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for day two. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Third-Party Management. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it will help our rankings and help us get the words out on this most unique podcast series in compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to today, and I hope you will listen tomorrow on another episode.
to a better third-party management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.